0: All right, then. So welcome, everybody, to another exciting uh, episode of Dojo Universe. I think Vin Janowski's out there in the world.
1: I am out here, indeed.
0: How is the uh, balance between Vin and I, voice-wise? Is Vin a little bit on the quiet side? Am I on the quiet side? Yeah, you got to turn up your microphone there, Mr. Quiet Pants over there what happens when you buy your MacBook Pro on eBay for $20, you know?
1: It does the job,
0: let's put it that way. Maybe it does. I think that remains to be seen. So um, what is on the docket today? I, here we go, I lost track of my notes here. All right, so we're talking today about creating bagpipe utopia. Right. Do You have uh, a dream creating or something? Perfect, yeah, creating the perfect um, the perfect world for bagpipers to exist in. Yeah.
1: Um, and so the bagpipes um, are always in tune off. and nothing ever changes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not so concerned about you know uh, my bagpipes being in tune today, but how about um, talking a little bit about the way that different pipeline governments are set up um, around the world and um, what sort of things are good and bad about those things. We haven't talked about that in a while. We used to get ourselves in some trouble talking about this.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, As always, yes. But I think it's a good time to talk about this kind of stuff, too, because I think, uh, yeah, I know. I thought it would go away once the one blast means it's just an alert. When it goes three or four times, it means there's actually going to be fire engines leaving. So look for that. But anyway,
0: um,
1: so I I think it's a good time to talk about this kind of stuff because I think, you know, in general, from what I can see so far this year, is that you know, pipe bands and piping in general seems to be on a really good track. At least here in the East Coast, Um, I think there's a lot of, lot of good stuff happening, uh, in the different areas of the East. Anyway, Um, so it sort of begs the question, like, how, how do you foster that? How do you encourage it and keep it going and sustain it, you know, where it doesn't sort of crumble, uh, you know, which, you know, it's always, it's always makes me nervous whenever I see that too. You know, I see bands doing really well and prospering and you're really good music. And you're like, wow, this is really good. And then you always get nervous when that happens because here on the East, what inevitably happens is that it just, it just, I don't know, fizzles away and just disintegrates, you know, over a re- relatively quick period of time. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with the environment, you know? And, and that's, the next, that's part of this discussion, right? How do, you, how do you keep that going? How do you keep that fire lit, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that there's like a certain, in our part of the world, there's a certain nonchalance about it all. Like, like uh, you know, we, we, have, um, we have judges and we have score sheets and we have events and we have points. So like, what's your problem? You know but I think that there's I think that there's um, a definite problem in, in, a, in a couple of different aspects you know I have I have different ideas and um, I think one of the things that's really important when it comes to competition is uh, determining a champion is like kind of a cool aspect and most uh, pipe band governments have this uh, pretty well organized like um, Obviously, the RSPBA has the system of major competitions that they use to determine a champion of champions at the end of each year. Um, uh, I spent a lot of time in British Columbia, um, and there they have what's called the Grand Aggregate Circuit, where you can work to get points to win the Grand Aggregate, which is really cool. In the PPBSO, what do they call theirs? Are they champion supreme, or what are they? In the PBBSO. I don't remember um, but uh, in the USPBA um, one of the things that I think is a little bit of a problem is we have a really hard time figuring out a way to determine uh, a true champion and and technically we have what do they call it uh, cha- they definitely call it champions supreme in the US PBA, but the problem is the problem is that um, let's say I'm I'm in the Northeast and I play at the six or seven major competitions and I win every single one. Uh, there could still be somebody down in like Alabama. And uh, Vin, you gotta turn that ringer off, man. <laughs> uh, but there could be someone down in Alabama who won eight or nine competitions. And so they end up as the champion supreme, um, and uh, never the two shall meet. So for me, like in the professional piping, uh, like people like Jimmy Bell come to mind, who is obviously a great bagpiper and he wins all the time. But the people who win all the time up here, you know, one person or the other may have more points, even though the two people never competed against each other.
1: Right. And, and, so and you know the thing too is that is it's that all of the contests that you're playing at respectively in your regions, you know, are all equal, right? They're all worth the same and they're all kind of evenly, ma- like considerable, you know, that, that's in, in on paper, they're all the same, no matter what you do, where you go and you know, how you score, it all has the same value. So somebody can compete in sort of Northeast and compete at six games, do really well and, and score well as, and as well as somebody out, you know, in the Midwest or Southeast or something like that can do the same thing with their circuit. Does that make sense? I don't know. You know, that, that's the question. It's like, there's gotta be a way to sort of blend the two where that you know, the, you have, uh, you know, sort of meaningful or high value high profile events that can sort of bridge that gap, you know, across those, that kind of geography, you know?
0: Well, the interesting thing is that, or, or, or I think like, I think it's an, that's one of the responsibilities of an association, right? Like, is you have to you have to foster a way to like make a true champion and for the associations that span a smaller geographic area this is not a big not a big problem right like in british columbia the furthest distance um, you have to travel to any games is like five or six hours like if you go to the portland games Mm -hmm. right Um, and then you know, and then there might be games in different way, you know, different areas where you can get more points. But in the PBA, right? I could never go to most of the games in Florida. Um, you know, and by never, I mean it would be very, very rare. And certainly, if I wanted to fly down there and do that, it's going to be problematic. Right. It would be difficult.
1: Yeah, and even so in Scotland, you know, you have in the in the uh, the major events, right? Major pipe band events. You know, we're talking about a geographic area that's probably as big as maybe, I don't know, somebody, somebody do some quick searches for square mileage, but we're talking maybe, maybe, you know, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and part of New York State, you know, that's that's the extent of the geography you're talking about. So you could literally travel no more than a few hours in any, any you know, any kind of radius to get to a major event and, and can, can partake in that, you know.
0: Yeah. I think that's a big challenge, and I think that there, I think that the EUSPBA, the The biggest challenge and we all know this is true the biggest challenge the Association faces is the vast expanse of geography and um, I feel like I feel like there are priorities in the USPBA that you know that are there where they haven't really covered the absolute basics um, in some cases and not that I know the solution 100% um, when it comes to this geography problem but I have a hunch that it's going to have to have something to do with the different branches, um, you know, the different branches creating their own branch champions, and yeah. and then the PBA as a, as a big, you might call it like a big federal sort of u- unit, um, needs to uh, sponsor some sort of means for the champions from the different right. branches to come together and compete right. against each other.
1: Exactly, well, I mean, Highland dancers, the Highland dancers have that system right now. They do the same kind of thing in the entire United States. There are, I wanna say six, seven regions, and they all have their own circuits of, of competitions, right? there, they there's no way that somebody in California is gonna be coming to the East Coast regularly to dance competitions, and likewise, someone in New Jersey is not gonna be going to, you know, Washington State, you know, to compete at games over there, so, each has its regional championships, and those regional champions get to represent their region in the national championships, which is held once a year. And then it rotates to region, you know. So sometimes it's going to be out west, sometimes it'll be on east. It just hops along different regions, and that that's one event where all the basically the best that every region has can come together and you know sort of duke it out for the you know sort of the you know the final the final winner, you know and and it's a great event and it's a great way of creating i think you know a very high level of meaning and significance and reward for all these dancers that that do this you know because they do the same thing that we do where they go around to the games they drive around they pack up their gear show up early in the morning you know um, you know wear heavy wool you know and then uh, and then go home at the end of the day and you know they may may have some medals <laughs> that's about it you know it's the same thing so but you know the difference is We don't have that, right? We don't have a regional championship or any kind of championship really um, that relates in some way to other championships and and as a way of bringing it all together. Um, And I think that's that's the key, you know.
0: There's also a syndrome. There's also a uh, a syndrome that comes from uh, from not um, having a, a good system of determining a champion, is that um We have kind of the um we have the career tiny games champions so there's yeah. a lot of people there's a lot of people who have figured out um, that all I have to do is uh, go to as many competitions as I possibly can and I'll be a champion so we've got i remember I remember that I you know and I'm not accusing these people of. Not being good competitors. If anything, they knew how to use the system to their advantage. But I remember when I came up through the ranks, um, especially like my very last year in grade one, I remember I won every single competition I entered with one exception in the US PBA. But I only tied for first place uh, in the points. Like I never, I only lost one time. Um, and I remember I tied with Erin McCarthy because she was just able to be more active. She, she played at probably, you know, um, and don't get, me, don't get me wrong, she was very good. Uh, and I think she won the Nickel Brown that year uh, or something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, she was an excellent player, but um, I just remember the points, the points uh, just worked out more in her favor because she had gone to more competitions. Mm-hmm like I wonder I don't know for sure well I actually I do right because I won every competition except for one so if you took our head-to-head results I should have won
1: right yeah well and it's, it's uh, like you, you have the same kind of system like the same kind of sort of relationship but it, but it's sort of um, in Scotland it's it's accommodated in some way or compensated for you have you know the game systems which all the solos can go to and it's just under 18 or over 18 and you show up and you can get so you have somebody who's maybe in the competing Pipers Association, created as B, say, and plays on that circuit, can go to a games and get the pants whooped off them by, you know, um, you know Gordon Walker and Angus McCall and others that play at the same games, but at the same time, can go to a B-level competition run by the CPA and do very well, right? And so-
0: Well, the, the way they determine the champions in the solos in Scotland is like very cool. Right. Like you said, like it's all sort of one big pot and everybody gets thrown in it and then they have a CPA, which is a governing body Mm -hmm. uh, that governs uh, what level you're allowed to play at um, to compete to determine true champions. Right. Um, I'm okay with that. Like it's weird. It's a little bit weird, but it's kind of cool because it's it it has built itself into the tradition of competing for a silver and a gold medal.
1: But but I think it does a good job of balancing those two efforts, right? You know, instead of going everywhere and having everything be worth exactly the same thing, and which means that you go everywhere and get beaten by have a network of appropriately graded competitions where you can actually have success and actually develop and move forward, you know, if that's your track. Um, and so there's this balance between the the efforts, right? You can. You can go out and keep, you know, sort of strut your stuff as much as you can in the regular circuit, but at the same time, then there's this high-level profile, high-profile circuit that determines your sort of, you know, true level really against against your peers. Um, And and I think that's that's a it's it's a key it's a key element I think to highlight for when you're trying to design a or model uh, some system that would actually maybe do the same kinds of things like balance those efforts. Like everybody works really hard to go to games and play, and you sort of play your heart out. But, you know, how, how many times can you do that for every single time you go out, especially if you're really active and you're going to do the same effort the same time, the same way, every time, and it means exactly the same thing, which is, you know, whatever group of points you manage to win that day. And, um, you know, it would be nice if that effort could actually be diverted and actually mean more, say, um, and in some, some circuit of events that would actually, you know, bear out some some you know, appropriate level of success. You know, like you said, you can win every time out, but at the, at the end of the day, you're still second best. You know, It doesn't really make much sense if, if you've got that balance in play, I think. Mm.
0: Janet says she was active in the horse show circuit. You start at the local level, compete at regional level with qualifying points to be eligible. Then you go on to an East Coast champion and then finally a national champion, right? Like that mm-hmm. makes total sense to me and I think the EOS PBA needs to go in that direction here's Here's the idea that I have, and I have actually been meeting meaning to chat with um, Dan Cole about this Dan being the president. But um, you know, something something along the lines of this, right? Which is each branch uh, designates, um, and then you can tell me, uh, let's say, uh, you can tell me what you think of this, but five to seven major contests in its jurisdiction right and then uh, points are tallied from only these major contests in order to uh, determine uh, regional champion right and then uh, USPBA um, you know USPBA sponsors this would be mostly for soloists although we could talk about bands in a second but EUSPBa sponsors uh, a year-end contest uh, for top two players from each region, mm. and by sponsor it, I mean you know maybe they're offering uh, travel stipends to the top two players from each region to get to this you know contest. Mm. I, do, that's, that's, I, that's, I think that's exactly,
1: really, that's exactly the way most other idioms you know uh, design themselves. I think that's it's not too far off anything that any other model you would see and encounter in anything else, whether it's athletics, you know, dance, anything, in any kind of uh, tradition, you know? Um, I would only, I would say even that, you know, you can send the top three. I mean, the Highland dancers send three to six from each region to the, to the national, to U.S. nationals. And I think can- the Canadians send six <laughs> from each province to their interprovincials. Um, so, you know, so you have a really decent contest going on there when you get to the final championships, you have a really high level. performance going on there um yeah so you know i would even
0: i think this would be a great
1: three to four even you know
0: i don't think three to four i mean it depends on how many regions you decide to have but uh the uspba has how many branches like Mm -hmm. six or seven
1: five or six no something
0: five or six maybe so like you know i think ten champions you know ten champions is enough in each grade um, grade. it's,
1: it's a good day
0: a champion, and, and it could be pretty cool. I think it would be a great thing to happen simultaneously with the PBA AGM, so the mm-hmm. AGM could actually become, like, a big kind of festival.
1: Exactly, um, like it could be an, actually event, an actual event that people take an interest in, and, you know, let's face it, like, when we're playing out there, we're playing for each other, you know, we're not really worried about audiences, and know crowds and things there's a time for that and there's a as a way to do that but for the most part competition we're all doing it for ourselves and each other (laughs) you know that's your audience it's your peers and and your people you know that are that are are paying attention so um, the more we can do that I think that's 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 definitely a you know the AGM is perfect for that and or any other kind of you know centralized kind of thing that brings everybody together you know
0: yeah and as far as pipe bands are concerned you know, like I don't think the USPBA would ever be able to sponsor um, like bands all coming together in one spot. That would just be so much money. But you could still have major contests in each region um, mm-hmm. and determine regional champions. Well, that. Yeah, I mean,
1: that was that's been done. You know, in in the past we had uh, you know the you know the USPBA pipe band championships, which was done and structured a lot like this. There was I think there were three contests in each branch area that was determined to, you know, that were used to determine the final results for who qualified for the championships. And those bands would then qualify. And, but it's still, it's not like, you know, making it a point for that you should be there. It's like, okay, well, you qualify, you know, come if you like. (laughs) It wasn't really like a, you know, it wasn't really like a big deal. I think it should be made more of a big deal and focused on as a big deal, you know, for bands. Because that's what you really want to do. You want to bring those southern bands up north. You want to bring the northern bands down south. You want to do something that pulls everybody together for some for something meaningful, you know, something something significant,
0: you know. So yeah, um, it would be really interesting. I think it'd be really cool, especially for young kids who are involved. And even older grades, I think it'd be great motivation to really try to win the contest yeah. at some point, um, because then you could be sponsored to participate. You could
1: be one of the ten players playing in that final championship, and that's pretty cool, you yeah, know, no exactly. matter what grade you're in. You know, you, you know you're, the, you're the best of the best in, in your, you know, in the, in the entire sort of associational purview, I guess, you know. That's, that's the top players, by default, you know, by the way the system is selected, you know. It's not, there's no question, really.
0: Yeah, Siri is talking about Piper's self-upgrading. Well, Siri, I'm not quite sure how it works where you are, but where we are, um, you can request an upgrade, but the music board has to approve or disapprove of any upgrade requests. So, um, so we have a safeguard against that here. I think there are some associations who just kind of let people upgrade themselves if they feel like it or something. Yeah,
1: I don't think the issue is, like, really grading either. You know, I don't think it's, like you know, the whole grading system is designed to make sure that people of similar ability are playing against each other and not, you know, and it's not, there's no imbalance there, which makes some sense, right? That you similar systems exist in Scotland too. I mean, the CPA has their grading system, which makes sure that you're not going to be playing against Angus McCall if you're not able to, you know, when you're ready, then you can, you know? Um, But it's, you know, the idea of like, so so in other words, like, there's no, that's not holding anybody back, I don't think. And it's, I think what it really becomes is an issue of is, is whether or not the effort that you're putting forward, whatever grade you're in, is, is giving back in in a suitable in a suitable amount. Is it rewarding enough? Is it meaningful enough? Is it like all this work I'm putting into it? Is it is it really giving me anything in return? You know, so and I think that's really what what you need to sort of focus on is like how do we do that? How do we build something that gives people something, you know, of a high level back as a result of that effort. You know championships are one way to do that right big prizes you know big high profile events that have meaning in the community and so it increases your standing in the community to be a part of it you know I think that's a, that's an important thing to keep in mind
0: yeah absolutely so um, I don't know I think that would be a cool thing you know the question would then go if if this idea here the five to seven major contests in in, a, in an area you know what happens to the other contests that aren't designated as majors. You know, I think those contests can still be sanctioned. Um, I I think that you could still see results. I think the I think your performance could still your performance and your credentials, like hey, I beat Ben at one of these non-major competitions. You know, uh, I, you should consider upgrading me to the next grade because of my. You know, I think it could it could go towards that. Um, mm-hmm. but I also think that we need to move away from everybody and their uncle hosting little tiny competitions mm-hmm. as well like Absolutely. we need to I think the different jurisdictions have to pick you know a group of contests and really rally behind those
1: mm-hmm. yeah and, and I think you know you know we can get sort of in a radical conversation because I have pretty radical ideas about the way this is all set up and we should change but it's you know the trend really is toward bigger high-profile events and fewer of them, you know. The, 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 the you know, volume of small to medium-sized events is not something that's sustainable and it's being played out every day. Every year there are fewer games across North America um, and which, meet, which concentrates everybody's effort in some of the games that have sort of weathered that kind of thing, you know, like, like the Fairhill Games at Colonial Highland Gathering last weekend, perfect example. It's been around for almost 80 years now, if not longer, um, and it's you know become a focal point on the calendar. A lot of bands, there were a lot of bands there uh, the which last band week, as this? well as a lot of solos. Uh, Fair Hill Games, the Colonial Highland Gathering in Fair Hill, Maryland, that's become like a focal point on the calendar. So it's a bigger, high-profile event, um, which has concentrated everybody's effort, you know, um, and and fewer of those with. Would would actually do the same thing, I think. You know, have these whole pro- high-profile events would just draw people there because it's, it becomes a worthy effort to compete against eight other bands, you know, and not two. Because <laughs> it becomes a worthy effort to compete against 15 other soloists and not four, you know, you know, and you get, you know, get, and it, you know, even in the system that we have now, it's more points, you know, <laughs> if you think about it, it's like it's more opportunity to get more points, score well. Which means it'll take take the place of doing you know six other little games against you know two or three other people, you know you just, if you can score well at that. So even in, within the same system we have, it becomes more meaningful. So making it more so would just would just sweep the pot, right? Make the points more valuable, designate it as a as a championship level event in some fashion.
0: Fair Hill is an interesting event because it spans three branches of the EOS PBA as far as representation. Like you see people from the Northeast go there, mm-hmm. see people from the Metro go there, obviously, and then people from the, what do they call that? Mid-Atlantic.
1: Mid Atlantic. Mid yeah. Atlantic, It's heavily oh, totally.
0: populated by all those branches.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a great location for that, too. It's like it's centrally located. Everybody travels about the same amount of time to get there. So it's it's perfect that way.
0: Um, so, you know, the question you know not- is how... I think the question is how Fair Hill would really fit into that, um, mm-hmm. into my system, right? It's like which branch, which branch um, uh, championship race does it fit into? I guess it would be Metro, I guess, or yeah. Mid Atlantic, or I don't know. Right.
1: Well, see, and, and again, and if you designate it as a branch level kind of championship, you kind of reduce its significance or its meaning to say the Metro bands that come down or the Northeast bands that come down, you know, even though it's still a contest and it still matters and it's still sanctioned, you know, but for the mid-Atlantic bands say, it's more meaningful, right? So to accommodate that, I mean, to maybe if that system is not, when you have games like that, it doesn't really necessarily work on paper, you know, again, go back to the Highland dancing, another Highland art that takes place right alongside the piping. They have various events which are designated as championships. And then there, you have to actually get um, approval from Scotland, the Scottish board, to, uh, to designate your games or your competition as a championship, um, which means you actually have to have the volume of players. You actually have to have a certain structural of the structure of the judges panel, which means you need three or more judges. Um, so there's rules, in other words. That have, there's a format that applies um, and makes the event more significant to everybody there. On that day, it's not even a matter of like saying, oh, it's part of a circuit or something. No, it's just that event is just more meaningful um, because it's a championship. And because you won a championship, you get your name on the list or the records in Scotland and you get, you know, a letter and you get this whole thing. Like there's a whole big to do about it um, that I think is missing from, you know, piping has none of that. Right. There's nothing like that 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 exists. Like you win any prize, even if it's a big one, you get a trophy or whatever, and that's it. <laughs> you know no no one really takes notice but with the dancing it's exactly the opposite like people notice and they make a big deal out of it like you've accomplished something worthwhile you know by doing this i don't
0: see that i don't see that i don't see that directly being applicable here like you know but i see what you're saying like the two things don't intermingle until the professional level the two things don't intermingle right, right. like the scottish system does not correlate uh, to the um, American system,
1: right, right.
0: Uh, but I mean, the general idea could definitely correlate, and I think that um, I think there are definite PBA events that are like big events, um, and that maybe would you know have maybe have to be worked around. Like Colonial Games is one of them, um, Altamont Games is one of them.
1: Um, Grandfather Mountain, perhaps, probably
0: maybe I, I'm not as familiar with those Gary can't hear me I you can hear me right then oh yeah so. yeah I mean
1: there's you know there's there's some there's it's it's kind of like the argument that pops up when you start talking about these kinds of things is that it, it um, treats all games you know some games unfairly right it's not fair to some of the smaller games who don't have the resources to really stage a, a big event you know but I don't care (laughs) you know like it's it's like that's your that's on you and we all kind of agree that there are some events that are more worthwhile going to than others and that's not a fault of the games that's just the way it's played out over the years you know and I don't think there's anything wrong with just admitting that right there's no there's no no harm in saying oh well your games is small it's going to only attract us this number many number of bands and soloists like if you can figure out a way to do change that then great do it, <laughs> but you know it's you know it's still going to be Colonial Island Gathering, Altamont, Grandfather Mountain, Loon Mountain. These these games that are that are big events have a lot of resources, maybe some deep pockets, um, are able to attract the bands. You know, there's, we have to admit that to ourselves before we can actually move forward with adding to it. You know. Um, and that's and that's playing within the system we have, right? The current games hosting competition system, which I think is the crux of the problem, actually. Um, but, you know, there you go. Yeah, it's
0: all very interesting. It's all very interesting.
1: Yeah, Janet, it, you said it. Ex- I, I'm, I don't think Round Hill is happening either. I don't think, I, there's, there's no indication that Round Hill, which is a long-lived, had some rocky times, uh, you know, in the East Coast, in Connecticut, and it's—I don't think it's going to happen this year. What does the that mean for the
0: future? It right? not mean anything. Like that's why we need—that's why we need a championship system so badly, right? Yeah. Like if round—like round, like, round hell—I uh, agree completely, then, Like if that disappeared, it'd be a terrible shame because it's, mm-hmm. a, you know, really important event. Um, and uh, it just doesn't mean anything. And so um, people. I think attendance is faltering and enthusiasm is desperately lacking Absolutely. in the USPBA.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, it, it, we can start talking about the game system in general because I mean, every single one of these games, even the big ones, especially the big ones, I mean, Fair Hill, I mean, it's no exaggeration to say they're like on one rainy day away from never staging their event again, you know, because that's how sort of tenuous it really is every year. Um, you know, it might, and it might take for some of the bigger ones, maybe it'll take two rainy years you know, before they're, before they're done. But that's a serious thing. And to rely on that for us to rely on that, I think is a big mistake. I think we cannot put all our car- eggs in that basket, you know, and say, okay, well, we're going to rely on you to host an event so we can actually do our thing. You know, that's, I think that that's, that's not sustainable in the long term. Um, you know, mainly because we, it's, it's they don't care. About us, really, you know, when it all comes down to it, you know.
0: One of the things I think too, and um, and I'm just gonna say it, is I think we're better in the Northeast than the other branches. (laughs) You you know, like that's just my thing. It's like I think we're better, and it's just like, but I want the chance to prove it too. Like, and I'm sure other people would love to prove me wrong. It's like, that's why we need we need a championship event, man. I want to go. Yeah. I want Yeah. Hey, no, I agree. Hey.
1: Think about think about the band or the, even the soloist that that's in some region, say out in you know Arkansas, you know, who who think they are kick ass, you know, and and they want to prove it to everybody who who listen, no, no, you know, no. and Jimmy that Joe. means they have to spend. Jimmy,
0: I well, yeah, think about have... Jimmy, and Jimmy proves it time and time again that he's like the man.
1: Well, as, yeah, he's but I mean, like... pick a band anywhere, you know, if they, if they have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to prove it. To somebody, even in this country, <laughs> never mind going to Scotland or Canada. You know, so that's hard. You know, like you, that's you know, suddenly you, you've got the impulse, but how do you get the resources to but back you know, it? You know,
0: I'm not saying I think we're better in the Northeast just because I think I'm better, but I, I think everybody thinks that. But there's no way to really prove it at the moment. Right. Like in exactly. Ontario, yeah. in Ontario or British Columbia or something, it's like the proof is in the pudding. At the end of the year, the grand aggregate is generally you know, the best band, you know? Right, yeah. And that's, that's kind of the way it should be. But, but here it's like uh, I could be in a band and I could win everything, and then um, there could be a band in Florida that wins everything, and then how do you know who's better?
1: Right, right. You have to have an opportunity to strike your stuff. That's the, the bottom line. I mean, because otherwise you're, you're just working really hard for really no payoffs at all. You know you gotta you gotta be able to have people hear it you got to be able to have people reward you for it maybe um and and i think that's if you can provide as many opportunities to do that as possible that are that are, that are meaningful that way you know then that's then that's where your effort should go like a championship right you gotta who can, how do we prove who's best you know or uh how do we how do we provide an opportunity where everybody can get hurt you know um that kind of thing
0: i agree North American Championships. Well, um, again, it's like that's another event that's not necessarily representative of uh, the tr- any true champions, right, Lee? Because, like, for example, um, for example, not everybody in North America can go there, right? It's like let's say let's say the 78th Frasers win at Maxville, which is the North American Championships. Well. What if SFU and Dowco and LA Scots uh, and Stuart Highlanders aren't able to go? Well, then we still don't really know who the champion is. Mm-hmm. Not really. Like, and I don't, know, I don't know how to solve that problem. Um, I think that's why all the Grade 1 bands go to the Worlds as often as they possibly can, because that's the only possible chance you have to butt up against... All of the major players. Right.
1: And, and calling something an, a championship, North American Championships, is almost meaningless. The reason people go to Maxville is because it's Maxville. <laughs>
0: you know,
1: the games is long lived. It's got a huge tradition behind it. Uh, it's enormous in terms of games size. It's active. It's people that run it are enthusiastic. The people who go to it are enthusiastic. So it draws the people to play at it. You know, the dancers and the pipers and the athletes and everybody else that partakes in that games go there because it's a large event, a meaningful, significant event on the calendar. It's high profile and there's a tremendous reward in doing well there. Um, it's not so much that it's the North American Championships that, that, that draws people there, right? It's just because of what it is, you know, that brings people there. It's, it's you know, so that, how do you recreate that, you know, in other, in other regions and other areas, you know, that's what will bring the bands and the soloists and everybody else there. I mean, you know, and they play it up too. They have big prizes. They have, you know, a, 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 a gold medal, you know, for the soloists. They have, you know, the North. They call it the North American Championships, so you can have bragging rights or whatever. And, um, you know, so it's create. You can recreate that elsewhere. It doesn't have to be like a thing like the World Championships, the North American Championships. The RSPBA does the same thing, and they just call it whatever they can. They they have it, you know, everything under the sun. The British Championship the European Championships, the Scottish Championships, and the World Championships. Like, we could do that here. You can just call it different things. You call it the Northeast Championship. You call it the Midwestern Championship. You call it the, I don't know, Mississippi.
0: There would never never be that. There would never be that sort of thing. In my my view, there shouldn't ever be that sort of thing. Uh, You know, I think it would be five to seven or maybe even fewer, right? but you would have major contests and then the aggregate winner across all of those contests would determine who your champion is, right? Like I don't think I don't think we need one event in the northeast to determine who the top dog is. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz anybody could have a bad day, but you know, the the best performers across an entire season, that's who we're really interested in. And I think you could, you know, because and the other the other problem too, especially Um, in professional piping is you know uh, if you get a bad judge or a bad panel um, who it doesn't even matter if it's true or not but if it's somebody that you perceive as against you uh, then there's gonna be an enthusiasm problem Mm. right whereas if you do if you do uh, an aggregate across several things you know who who won the most across the you know across the three or four or five major competitions right? That determines your champion.
1: Right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So it is interesting. I mean, I think the trouble is, and why we're talking about this is that nothing's really changed, you know, in a long, long time. It's all kind of the same, we're kind of relying on it the same way and hoping that it works, continues to work the same way. And it's clear that it's not, you know, it's clear that there's, there's trouble in paradise, right? Games are folding and they're more and more difficult to keep things going the way they were. Um, it becomes it's more and more expensive to host and stage a pipe band competition, which the games bear all the burden for, um, with no assistance one way or the other, monetarily, from anyone. So it's really only a matter of time before it starts like cascading, like a like a crash in your on your computer. You know, it's just like a just starts things just start failing one after the other, and pretty soon nothing's operating the, anymore.
0: The infrastructure you know? is there. The enthusiasm is gone, and that's and what I think
1: I there's was. a lot. I think there's a lot in the way of that enthusiasm. I think there's a lot of things in the way that damper that enthusiasm. I think the enthusiasm could break free easily if those batteries were removed, and that's basically I money, just want, um, people, whatever you know?
0: I just want to. I want to be able to prove myself, and I can't do it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bill says I think travel and distance has a lot to do with it. Well, geography is a challenge, but. Um, But that's not really true, right? Like in the Northeast, for example, right? Um, I I could drive from one end to the Northeast branch to the other in, let's say, eight hours, okay? I think that's a reasonable distance um, to have a portfolio of different competitions where people actually go to, right? Like, you know, if you're from the east side of the thing, some of them will take you a while to get to over on the west side and vice versa, um, but it's not a huge deal, right? Um, it's it's doable. Now, I'm not gonna be able to go to Florida, that's for sure. But that's why we have regional, we should have a regional infrastructure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, where, you know, um, and we already have that in place. We already have branches of the EUSPDA right. that exist.
1: Mm-hmm. And, it, it, here's, and here's the trouble with that, though, is, and this is, gets back to the whole relying on the game system to provide the, the venues for our, our, our efforts. Is that there used to be used to be a, a you could do that in the metro area in New York New Jersey metro area throughout the summer and attend five to seven games without ever leaving your region that cannot happen anymore it's like that that is like there are none and now there are some that are popping up with sanctioned contests in, in this year and in last year to take the place of a lot of games that have just have disappeared um, but how long will they last you know, they need the same kind of infrastructure that other games need in terms of spectators and income and things like that, that has sustained something like Fair Hill. But you know, that they have 80 years of, of a track record to build on. Same thing with Altamont and Grandfather Mountain. These games have decades of, of support um, to build on. You know, the Goshen games, which is, you know, these Goshen pipe band contests that sort of emerged last year, great idea. But can they make it can it can it sustain itself without any help with purely on the efforts of the bands involved? I don't know, you know it's good a good idea, good effort, you know, but it's it's just a matter of time before it suffers the same kinds of problems and barriers that other games have have encountered, which have caused them to fold, you know so
0: Janet says, how do you run events with no income? Well, it's kind of impossible to run an event with no income. Uh, you do have to learn how to run events on a very small income, but you know uh the oran moore indoors that we ran and now the scotia glenville sort of runs them uh, in the same way Um, those events operate only on entry fees uh and and i was just at the scotia glenville outdoor uh, competition and uh, it was cool man there's a lot of people running around competing there not a big deal
1: but it should also be noted too that um the network of people that are involved with say, even in the past, Armour and now Scotia Glenville are um, judges that can be employed in, the, in that effort, which, who, you know, who would easily maybe forego their fee or cut their fee or operate in some way that would actually help the, the event prosper. Um, other games don't have that luxury, you know. So that's, that's, that's a, it's a big deal because I've, I've actually run some numbers in, in, in a fantasy, you know, solo piping event. And that that would be great to have in New Jersey, because I don't think there has ever been one really um, and it's a prohibitive, just is you know unless i I rely on the uh you know the sort of largesse of of judges and others to uh just do it for free. You know? I
0: think there's a there's a huge number of judges that are happy to judge for no more than travel expenses if it's for a good cause mm-hmm. I
1: agree. But, you know, then again, it's like, how long can that last, though, too, if you want to have something, you know, long lasting and and high profile, like, you know, again, but again, things grow, I guess, you know, if the thing, if the event grows, then you can grow other ways of gaining income
0: or something. I think we've become a bunch of, uh, pipe band-wise and solo competition-wise, generally speaking, we've become like this weird, morose, uh, goalless, like, group of zombies, like, I wouldn't, pay, I wouldn't pay to watch us in my wildest dreams. I just wouldn't. Now, But the, the, that is not true. If you go to Scotland and you go to a Highland Games, pipe bands are like, not, they might not be the biggest deal. Like, athletics is still important, and Highland dancing is really important. But, like, it's a part of the games, and people are intense. And they're Mm -hmm. excited to watch the different bands and there's like an excitement about it same is true in ontario same Mm -hmm. is true in british columbia like i think we're making a whole bunch of excuses but at the end of the day like i just don't have much to live for like when i go to the games i have the prospect of (laughs) when
1: i go to the games i have the the prospect
0: of it's true though like the only my only motivation when i go to the games is to try to help our band prepare for scotland that is lame we need to yeah. wake up and smell the coffee with that
1: yeah no i, I agree like so it's, it's and, become and, a and there's crime, nobody man. in a
0: different group than
1: me. yeah it's it's it's, it's just a, a constant slog sometimes like you said like if you this is mindless zombie you know, like yeah everybody just slogs their way to the next games and you know stands in the sun tuning up before they have to walk on in front of the judge and you know and it's fun, you know, like you get to you know, meet people and talk to people and stuff like that, and that's what makes it fun. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, i got to do this again when? Next week? Oh, Jesus. i got to go again when? Next month i got to do the same thing all over again, you know. And and you have to do that a lot if you want to score in this system that we well, have. I
0: mean, what's the point?
1: Yeah. It's like you just get... <laughs>
0: like, what's the what point? I mean, yeah, so, some people are complaining... Like, there's definitely complaining about how much it costs people to get into the games. And I know that there's like a big, uh, there's a big thing locally with a few of the games, like, oh, every b- member of the band has to pay 15 bucks. And, yeah, it begs the question, why the hell are we doing this? But if we, if we supply an answer to that question, right, the reason why we're doing this is because we want to win the championships, right? Mm-hmm. Then that becomes a moot point. Yeah. People, you know, people are going to be like, ooh, man, 15 bucks, that's kind of a drag. Uh, But it's not like, you know, it's not a big deal. You you have to pay more to go to the frickin' movies. Like, stop complaining about how much it costs to go to the game. Uh, However, if if the only reason you're going there is to maybe see a few friends and, you know, and feel like you got screwed over by some judges or something and, and to have a mediocre performance that's really not motivated by anything. Yeah, that 15 bucks is a drag. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's, you know, what, like people love, and you know, everybody's talking about like people at the game stuff like that. I mean, the spectacle of the mass bands is really the only thing that people watch. And there's very few people watch the solos. The solos can be, are usually set up as far away from everything as you possibly get and still care, and uh, it's, you know, you know and every year and i and i'll say this even at the colonial highland gathering they they you know they have problems with the competitive events that are being held all people they know that people want to see the athletics and they want to see the mass bands and that's it and the sheepdogs you know that's it so that's okay and they want to yeah and that's okay and that's fine but you know the problem is is that it becomes you then start butting heads when say the dancers want uh, a tent to keep the, themselves out of the sun or the piping, you know, the solo piping needs to be a little more conveniently located and not in the dirt near the parking lot, you know. There's just things like that that, uh, that affect your overall sort of feeling about what you're doing and why you're doing it, you know. I think, uh, you know, those things, I don't know. I mean, it used to be that the solo events at Fair Hill used to be in the field, you know, they were right there in the field where everything's taking place, not all the way down, you know, but in, the, in the next state, basically, so I don't know
0: it's a little thing yeah like gary that, i think you know. yeah gary i think you're um i think some pipers are happy to go out and play and build skills and see how others are piping but i just want to win <laughs> i mean I, I love the music right i love the music and and my strategy to win is to produce the best possible music and i really enjoy myself in the process but if you can't win you know Okay, I guess it's worth going down the street to play my pipes at a local competition, but if there's nothing in it for me, why am I going to travel and participate in uh, the the community at large if there's not the prospect of proving i'm the best
1: exactly yeah yeah I don't know i mean you yeah, think of this question like why does somebody like Gordon Walker go to all these like little games like i don't know uh you know the, the local Schaden gathering or whatever it is. They, 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 he's, you know, you'll see videos up on YouTube of him playing these little games. You know, like why does he do that? I don't know why he does it. I have no idea. But it's, you know, he does, and and he also plays at these high-profile events, right? So there's obviously a connection, I think, between the whole effort as a as an entire thing, right? There's that's part of what he does. That's like part of, it. and a lot of these other guys do the same thing. They they go to everything they can possibly go to to play, because that's what they want to do. They want to play. I think at the basic level that's all any of us want to do we just want to go out and we want to play and we want to play and we want to make sure that our playing is it's our effort in playing because it's you know it's a lot of work is worthwhile that's it that's all it is and so we can do that anywhere (laughs) we can do that we don't we can we can provide a lot of opportunities to do that we don't have to rely on the games to do that we can create our own you know staging of things to, to to have that reward back you know like the indoors are perfect for that you know these the or more indoors and now the blues i think those things are perfect for that kind of thing because you're basically playing for each other you know everybody gets a chance to hear each other and pat each other on the back and you know it's fun you know that's really all you want to do more of those would be great you know i think and you can then make those high profile those can be part of the five to seven major contests say if you have just solo events with nothing else no other trappings, just you know, indoor, outdoor doesn't matter. Just have an event. They should run like regularly, you know, just go and play, you know.
0: Mhm. All right. Well, what do you say we wrap it in there? I, I think that was a really interesting discussion, and um, you know, I I'd certainly like to see, um, I'd certainly like to see something happen as far as. Uh, you know determining a true champion and but let's uh call it in there for today because we're getting close to one o'clock and we'll go forward from there
1: i'm, I'm not going to go to atlanta i'm sorry not in, not in august <laughs> that's a week after the world man
0: i, I would damage. go to atlanta i would go to atlanta if it was like if i'd qualified for a championship and atlanta was my opportunity to prove i'm the true champion yeah, sure absolutely <laughs> uh, now nah, i'm just being a jerk so
1: there it is tom wants to come down come down anyway <laughs>
0: all right guys we'll see you later
1: all right take care everyone